Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to Bucketheads Land Grant Holy Lands College Basketball Podcast. My name is Connor Lamans, and my co-host Justin Golba, who is very sick, is with me for episode 69 of our College Hoops Podcast. Uh, today is, what day is today? We are recording this on a Tuesday. This should drop on Wednesday, a day early uh, for the Big Ten Tournament that starts Wednesday night, which the Buckeyes are the first game of the Big Ten Tournament. We also have uh, all-conference awards, which there were a few Ohio State players, but none of the major awards. Um, I think that's it, but the Big Ten Tournament is, is, is the big thing we got coming up now. Connor, I do believe I'm changing the dying. Um it's just one of those days. Like I, like I said before we started recording, you know you're sick when you lay on the couch for and watch Boston College play Louisville for 37 of the 40 minutes that they played. That is a whole level of comatose that you cannot get out of. I do have my soup and my ginger ale, so if I start slurping and forget to put myself on mute, please let me know. Um, I should be all right, but it's just one of those days. I try to get some work. I'm also moving in two days, so I've been trying to figure that out. So I got way behind today on that. I didn't go to work today. I did work from home, but... Uh, it's been a long day for me. I can't believe it's only 5.30 as we're recording this. And there's a decent chance I'll be in bed by 7. Well, you do have to do the game recap. The folks want to read the game recap of Ohio State's game against Wisconsin tomorrow. Uh, Justin will have to write that, whether he's dead or alive, somehow tomorrow night. And if they somehow uh, do win against Wisconsin, I believe Justin also is doing the game recap for their game against Iowa, win or lose. So... Um, dead or I'm alive. A I'm a soldier, Connor. I'm a soldier. 
I don't want to compare what we do to war, but it's similar. Some heroes don't wear capes. People don't talk about that enough. Um, we do have the Big Ten tournament starting. Like we said, this podcast should come out on Wednesday. So we have the Big Ten tournament starting in just a few hours. But the first game in the Big Ten tournament is Ohio State versus Wisconsin. Somehow Wisconsin, somehow Wisconsin slipped down all the way to the 12 seed. So they are Ohio State's first game. People remember. Or maybe people forget. Many people forget. Uh, Ohio State did play Wisconsin once this season. They lost 65-60. to That was the game where uh, Chris Holtman was ejected. He picked up two technicals in three and a half seconds and was ejected immediately. Ohio State went down by 18. They cut it back to three in the last few seconds and then uh, lost by five. So they only played once. They lost by five uh, to Wisconsin. And if they want to advance... Uh, they have to beat the Badgers this time, and they're going to have their chance at, at revenge on a neutral court. It's interesting because when you look at that box score, literally nobody played well. They handed them like eight points with the Chris Holman ejection, and they and it was at the Cole Center, and they still only lost by five. It might have been three. It might have been sixty three to sixty. That was that was a home game. That was in Columbus. That was in Columbus. Yes. Yeah. Sure that was, about that? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I watched the ejection with my own eyeballs. That's true. You would you would have probably been there. But nevertheless, still, I do think they. I think they're a better overall team than Wisconsin. I predicted Wisconsin to finish 11th in the uh, conference standings. It wasn't looking too hot there in January, but they came back down quite nicely for me. So, I love my guy Chucky Hepburn, um, but they just really don't have. Connor Seijin was a nice kind of breakout guy for them. I think if he didn't break out and do and, and shoot the ball like he did, they probably would have finished even lower. So. Um, they just don't have a whole lot of weapons, but you could argue neither does Ohio State at the, this point. So it should be a nice little sixty-six to sixty-four barn burner on Wednesday night. Yeah, what's what's stinky about Wisconsin is last year. I think we've talked about this. I don't know if we recorded it or if I just told you this last season, the Johnny Davis season. I picked them to finish, I think, twelfth or thirteenth, and they ended up winning the Big Ten. And then the Twitter account Scary Alvarez, shout out to Scary Alvarez. Uh, exposed me and put me on blast and I've never been assaulted by a fan base more than Wisconsin. And their biggest thing was like, Wisconsin hasn't finished lower than like six in the big 10 in like 14 years. So you really just expected us to come in 13th now. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. Wisconsin always finds a way. They're just the model of consistency. So this year, just like last year, I was like, I don't really like this team, but um, I guess the Wisconsin fans were right. They always do find a way. So I think I picked them to finish sixth this year. And then they finished 11th. So I don't know when it's okay for me to talk shit about Wisconsin and when it's not, because it seems like when I do, it blows up in my face. And then when I'm like, you guys are right. You're a great program. You're very consistent. Then they go and they shit the bed. So I don't know. I don't know. But they do average, what, 65 points a game, which is fucking trash, respectfully. <laughs> I mean, you might be able to be high on them next year because they only lose. Are they only losing Tyler Wall, presumably? So we'll see if they can maybe bounce back. But that's also their best player, and so it'll be an interesting game. I don't really have an incredible amount of thoughts on it. I'm just bummed I'm watching Ohio State play on Wednesday night. To be honest, um, hopefully they beat Wisconsin. I think they should beat Wisconsin. I think they should have won probably way more than five conference games this year, though. So it's hard to predict. They're playing good. I mean, they're coming off two wins and then a six-point loss on senior night to Michigan State at Breslin, which is basically a win. I mean, that's as good as you're probably going to do. So 
where Michigan State couldn't miss. So you win this game, you get Iowa. Iowa's a team you've already beaten by 16. So, I mean, that's there. And then you, you hopefully play Michigan State, and that's where I do believe the season will come to an end. But who knows? I kind of started a preview a little bit early there, but I yeah, I think it's funny the phrase the phrase do you like this draw? Do you like the draw for Ohio State? If you're like the the five seed or the six seed, and you're like, what's the yeah. draw? I feel like the 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 analysis of do you like the draw stops when you're lower than like yeah, I was thinking like that. The, like the eight seed, maybe. Like I don't know. It's I love yeah. I love that people are still very invested and still clearly have hopes and believe to some level that Ohio State could win the Big Ten tournament. But I think that when you fall below like the seven seed, maybe the conversation of do you like this draw kind of goes out the window because like you're the thirteen seed. Does it really matter what your draw is? Like you're not gonna yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna win the Big Ten tournament. Like pretty much every team that's on this bracket is better than you. So I don't know how you could look at any path and be like, Oh, I love this path. Um, I, I do think that Ohio state at, at worst has a coin flip chance to beat Wisconsin. Um, I, I, I really can't expect Ohio state to win a game at any point. So I'd say a coin flips chance. I think they lose to Iowa though. Um, I just, I think that Iowa can probably score 85 or 90 on Ohio state's defense. So I think that's probably where it ends. But they had they have beat they've beaten Iowa before, but I don't think they'll do it again. And that's where I think it ends. I don't disagree with you, but if they do win the Big Ten tournament somehow, we're definitely clipping that thirty second uh, clip and throwing that on Twitter. Um, oh, but I've I've, is, tweet, I've tweeted it. I've written it in articles. I've literally it's said everywhere it in my Bryce Sensabaugh article that is going to come out. I guess today I literally put Bryce Sensabaugh's college career is ending today or ending. By tomorrow, I put it in the article. <laughs> um, it is kind of weird. The not weird. It's actually good. The I don't want to call it blind optimism around. The, like the, there's a lot of people that have just chalked tomorrow or tonight of it as a win. This already a team Ohio State has lost to. Um, so it's it's interesting to kind of see like how like like you said a lot of people think they got a good draw. You're five and fifteen in conference. A good draw doesn't really exist. Um, you stink. I mean, there's no other way to really work that. You can you can play well. We've seen them play great at times, but throughout the year, in general, they've played poorly. Um, I don't think anybody would argue that. So, I I, I guess it, the draw is as good as it can be because to me, you avoided Michigan, and I just don't want to play Michigan in the first two rounds. I think Michigan's especially with no Zed Key. I think Hunter Dickinson would just go to town like he did the last time they played. Plus, Kobe Bufkin's playing the best ball he's played all year, so. Um, I, I, that's good, but yeah, I don't really know about the good draw thing when you're the 13th seed, you just kind of got to win as many games as you can and pray to God that maybe think, you can, uh, sneak I something think people out. Are, I think people are a little optimistic and they're a little excited just because if, if you isolate, I think if you isolate this four game block, which you can't isolate a four game block when a season's almost over, you really can't. But, but if you were to isolate this four game block of the last four games, Penn state, Illinois, Maryland, Michigan state. You know, you lose by, I think, four to Penn State at home, which is a game you probably should have won. But I did think that Ohio State played very well. Um, I just think that I think Penn State played better because I think Penn State is a better team. And I think that Penn State, as we've said 75 times since October, Penn State's a very good team. They're a better basketball team than Ohio State, but they played well. And then obviously they won against Maryland. They won against Illinois. Um they let Michigan State go on a fifteen to nothing run in the beginning of that MSU game. 
Um, and outside of that, if you take away that 15, 15-0 run, which again, you really, you can't do realistically, but if you do remove that outside of that, like six minute block there, Ohio state outscored Michigan state by nine. I believe that's how the math works, right? Yeah. Outscored them sure. by nine over the other 34 minutes of the game. So, I mean, they played fairly well at Michigan state. Um, they played very well against Penn state and they won two games. So it's like, Hey, if they're playing at this level in the big 10 tournament, why not? Why can't they beat Wisconsin? Um, why can't they score 80 points on Iowa and just play enough defense to maybe hold Iowa to 80? Like, well, why, why yeah. not? If they're playing at this level, why not? I just don't, I don't see it. I don't think that they'll beat Iowa, but uh, that's why people are excited and, and confident. It's just because recently uh, they've, they've played as we thought they would play back in October. That's how yeah. we expected this team to play. I think in the issue with the draws, I think Michigan State, because – I think Michigan State could be Purdue. I think outside of the Iowa collapse they had, they've been playing really good basketball too. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. It'll be very interesting to watch. It'll be interesting to see kind of what team we get because there's been times where, like you said, I mean, they went town at home 18 to Wisconsin. That that was borderline rock bottom or the Michigan State last game where they lost by 21 and only scored 41 points. But then they come back and, you know, they almost beat Michigan at Breslin or – you know, like you, like you said, they beat uh, they've they've already beat Iowa and Northwestern this year, who are two very solid teams. Northwestern's the two seed, you know. So, I, yeah, I think I, I think not- Felix Akpar is going to be uh, he'll be, be he's, he's either gonna, exactly he's either going to be the difference maker or he's going to be the absent piece that causes them to go one and done because um, he's he's been pretty. Well, where am I trying to go with this? Basically, Wisconsin is not a team like Maryland. Inconsistent. <laughs> I just um, the word it. They're not going to be like like Maryland or Illinois or uh, Michigan State, where how those teams could like they could sit their big and throw like a a taller forward in there, and then you could kind of mit- match it up with Akpara when they put their big in, pull him. Like Wisconsin, as long as Stephen Crowell stays out of foul trouble, he will play 40 minutes, which means Akpara yeah. is not going to be bouncing back and forth. Like as long as Akpara stays out of foul trouble, he will also play 40 minutes. So he's <laughs> going to have to just stand up and go nose to nose with Stephen Crowell for the full 40 minutes because Wisconsin's not really a team that's going to go small. They're going well, to they're gonna go to him as much as they can. And the first time they played, it wasn't Wall that killed them. It was Crowell. Remember, he had like 10 points in the first five or six minutes. So. And set the tone early, so that was a that was a game where you know, and that was the game that Key played. So Crowell's a very very capable big man. Um, he doesn't get the pub that like a Dickinson or Trace Jackson Davis does or Edie because he's not as good, but he is still good in his own right. So and then if you get that'll, that'll be a key that'll be a key matchup down low. You know, Iowa and Michigan State are both uh, they can play smaller lineups. Iowa, you can potentially sub in Gene Brown, and he could guard a Philip Rebreka or like a. Connor McCaffrey or a Chris Murray at like six eight six nine, but Gene Brown can't guard a Stephen Crowell. So like the Wisconsin game, Felix Akpara is just going to have to go nose to nose with him and try to hold his own. Um, he may not have to do that again until they see Purdue hypothetically. So I don't think they're going to even see Purdue, but Wisconsin is just the team in their line that I see there that absolutely is not going to go small. Yeah, it'd be nice if they can get out in transition, run, fast get the ball moving because Wisconsin likes they like to win games 65 to 60 you know they like to win 
take 30 seconds off the shot clock and, and beat you at the half court. So if you can get out and run against them, I think you can, you can make some, I think you can make them uncomfortable. And uh, I just think the first 10 minutes of this game were huge. I mean, the, the Michigan state game, they probably outplayed them the last 30 minutes, but the first 10 minutes, they just got, you're just chasing the whole game and you got it to four, then they make it nine then you cut it to five, they make it 11. And you just, you can't play that way. So the first 10 minutes of this game, I'll say it now. If they're winning the first 10 minutes, I think they win. If they're losing the first 10 minutes, I think they lose. That's not a huge hot take there, but um, that's my prediction. Who do you um, who do you think is going to win the Big Ten tournament? Ohio State. Um, now I, <laughs> the Big Ten tournament winning is just about consistency, right? And there's really only one team that's shown that consistency this year, and it's, it's Purdue. I would say Purdue. Illinois is playing some good basketball right now, but I just watched them lose to Ohio State. So that one's a little bit tough. I think Indiana, when they put it all together, they're probably the best team in the Big Ten, but they never can seem to put it all together. A lot of that is losing Xavier Johnson so early. That obviously killed them. But um also just realize I'm, I'm talking into my my like headphone mic, and I have a mic sitting here. So this is where my brain's at right now. Um, I just asked where my glasses are, and they're on top of my head. But um I think Michigan State's a, a real – I think Michigan State can make a run, honestly. I just don't know if they can beat Purdue. Zach Eady destroyed them the second time they played. Um, he had like 36. So I'm going with Purdue, but I do think it's I think it's clearly the most wide open conference tournament of the top five or six. Like I if, if Penn State if Penn I'm State won it as the 10th seed, I wouldn't be surprised. I would be surprised I, if anybody else won it that higher than that, but Penn State winning it wouldn't surprise me if they get hot for three days. Yeah, I think I'm going with Indiana. I like I like the teams that Indiana pretty much would have to face until they get to Purdue, which would be just uh, that would be oh my god that would be a really fun championship on Sunday to lead us into section Sunday uh, would be Purdue Indiana that that state might burn that would be a great game to go to if you were oh man yeah that would be a great game if it was Purdue Indiana in the Big Ten championship game um, I just I think that the teams that Indiana would have to face to get there plays into their hand a little bit you get either Maryland or probably Nebraska. I think Indiana beats either of those teams on a neutral floor. And then they get Northwestern, which I know that uh, Northwestern ended the season pretty well. But I, I like Trace Jackson Davis. I like the shooters they have around Trace Jackson Davis so that if Northwestern tries to do their little post-trap thing where they pin him down below the basket, um, he's got Miller Cop who can knock down shots. He has been knocking down shots lately. He's got uh, Tamar Bates, who can knock down shots. Jalen Hood-Shafino, I think, just had 35 against Purdue like to end the season. So he did, um, yeah. They've got some shooters right now that are hot at the right time, and I think that Indiana, um, I think that they make it to the game against Purdue. And then, I don't know. There's just something about Purdue that, um, even if it's not rational, it seems like for the last month, every single time that Purdue has played like a good ranked team, it's been a really tight game. It's been a really close game, and they've lost a few of them. And they've never – like nothing has really been easy with Purdue over the last month. Even against Illinois this week, they were up by like 24, and I think they ended up winning by like four. Nothing is easy with Purdue. So I'm not 100% convinced that they will make it to the championship game. And if they don't, and Indiana does, I think Indiana, Indiana wins it because I think they're the clear second-best team. So I'm picking Indiana. Um, but I, I, you know, I agree with you, Penn State. Like I think that Penn State probably beats Illinois in the ten seven game. Then you go Penn State versus Northwestern. Penn State just beat Northwestern, so um, they did beat Northwestern, right? Yes, they did. Sure, I'm pretty sure that. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure Penn State did beat Northwestern at Northwestern on a buzzer beater, I think. I'll have to double check that, but I wouldn't be shocked if well, Penn was, State they just, beat, the they just beat Maryland on a buzzer beater. I don't know if that's what you're thinking of, but they won another one on a buzzer beater right before that though. That, let me let me double check that. Because that could be wrong. The cardiac kids up there at State College, damn. Yes, they did. They did win on a buzzer beater um at Northwestern in overtime, and then they won on another buzzer beater at home against Maryland. So Penn State went 2-0 and against Illinois this year. Yes, they did. Penn State dominated Illinois twice this year. So Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they Jaylen did, yeah. Jalen Pickett put up 41 in the second game against them. So, yeah, so I like Indiana, but, um, you know, wouldn't be shocked if – I actually – I expect Penn State to beat Illinois, and I expect them to play Northwestern in the second round. Um, and that's the game, again, that you probably – like. Penn State is not – if you wanted to look at, like, I don't know what their odds are. Again, always gamble responsibly, but I wouldn't hate th- throwing five or ten bucks on Penn State to win the Big Ten. I mean, I could – you know, we could fuck around and find out real quick. I can't say I don't that think I that's. Have. I don't think that's throwing away money. I think if you did it for, like, Ohio State, it's probably throwing away money. I don't think Penn State's throwing away money. Their odds probably aren't incredibly better. They're definitely better, but I wouldn't say they're – they're probably, what, plus, like, 4,000-ish? I'm going to guess plus 4,000. I'm pulling up – uh, again, no free ads, but I'm pulling up uh, DraftKings right now to see because that's that's what I use. So I'm pulling up real quick college basketball futures, uh, Big Ten, and see what the odds are for those teams. But what also we have not talked about, um, which has nothing to do with Ohio State because they're not a bubble team. There are a couple teams in this tournament that either need to win one game or in some cases two games just to get into the tournament. And I'm curious um, if you think any of those bubble teams are going to win the game or the games they need to actually get in. Michigan's fascinating, right? Because Michigan had a decent conference tournament run. They have probably the worst losses out of anybody because they lost to Central Michigan at home. I mean, that's it doesn't get much worse than that. Central Michigan is a very, very bad team. Um, and at one point throughout the like at the at one point on Sunday, Michigan was a bubble team, probably on the outside looking in that still could have finished second in the conference. So that's just mind-blowing to me. Um, I mean, I think that game on Thursday at noon is for an NCAA tournament bid, Rutgers and Michigan, which is hard to imagine how much Rutgers really fell off a hill at the end of the year, but losing Maywatt Mag apparently just destroyed them. Um, I think Michigan wins that game. I don't think – I think they have to play Purdue close. If they play Purdue close, they probably get in, probably go to the first four. Um. Yeah, I would say Michigan is that team that I think will play their way in this weekend just because I think they'll beat Rutgers. And they're good enough to at least play Purdue close. They're probably good enough to beat Purdue, but they're definitely good enough to play them close. So I would. Um, what do you, what do you think about, um, about what do you think about Wisconsin? Wisconsin has as the 12th. I mean, I think they lose to Ohio State, and I think that would pull them out. So. And then. So but the Ohio other- State right now, again, it's still a quad one win. So it's it's fascinating, really. I don't. <laughs> Ohio State at one point was legitimately looking at being the first twenty loss quad one team of all time. Just Justin, this is where this sits right now, according to Bracket Matrix, and Bracket Matrix just updated today. So this is this is oh, fresh. This is this is very fresh, and this is this is, this is gonna this is gonna really make your analysis maybe change or not. So <laughs> probably the bottom two eleven seeds. So two teams that would be playing in Dayton right now. The last two at larges. Rutgers and Penn State. 
Okay. Yeah, see, that's crazy to me because I thought Penn State would be pretty much a lock and Rutgers would be pretty much locked to be out. It's you crazy on the same seed line for me. The very next at large that would be the first team out right now is Wisconsin. And then three yeah, spots. So I would below. say Wisconsin would have to win a game, and I think Ohio State will beat them. So. And then three spots below Wisconsin is Michigan as the it'll be of part it of that be part of that first four out. So like I thought going into today, I thought that Rutgers honestly because they've had some big wins early in the season. I thought that Rutgers was like even if they lose their first game to Michigan, they're still probably in. But it's looking like that's not the case. And I, like you, I thought that at this point, Penn State would be like up to like a 10 seed where like they could lose to Illinois and still be in. But it looks like so that doesn't not be the case because right now so, they're in danger. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really change my analysis too much because I do still think Wisconsin loses, they're out. I, I'm with you. I think Penn State beats Illinois and I think they're in. I think that's a good enough win to get them in. And then Rutgers and Michigan, I think Michigan wins. So I think they'd probably just flip. Um, Maybe Michigan would need to beat Purdue if they're three spots out, but you know, at least get beat Rutgers and give yourself a chance. So I mean, you could be looking at a spot where Michigan beats Rutgers and Michigan is in, Rutgers is out. Illinois beats Penn State and now Penn State is out. Ohio State beats Wisconsin and now Wisconsin is out. So you could potentially have Wisconsin, Penn State, and Rutgers all fall out of the tournament and Michigan jump in and the Big Ten going from potentially 10 bids down to seven if the cards kind of fall as like that. And then, then you have to pay attention to other bubble teams like Oklahoma State, Arizona State, uh, North Carolina, Clemson, because if those teams all lose, then if Rutgers and Penn State lose their first-round games, maybe they still make it. But um, they're all on the edge where like multiple Big Ten teams could drop out if you don't get upsets in the tournament here. Well, I think you were looking at, depending on how other teams do, a, a scenario where all four of those teams fall out. You know, if Michigan beats Rutgers and can't really do anything against Purdue, maybe that's not enough to get them in. So Wisconsin loses to Ohio State. They stay out. Penn State loses to Illinois. So you could go all the way down to six this weekend. So it'll be very, very fun to watch uh, these teams kind of play for their lives. Because I kind of think, man, I, I kind of think that Michigan needs to beat Rutgers and beat Purdue to get in. Um, I would say I'm leading towards that as well now. Because at least at least pay, pay, like, play what? Purdue for seventeen and fourteen. Yeah, yeah, seventeen and fourteen. Yeah. Fourteen is not. Yeah, with again a home loss to Central Michigan, that is going to weigh heavy on them come Sunday. And close wins, like really close wins over OU and Eastern Michigan at yeah, home. Yeah, Eastern finished six and twenty-four. Okay, that's uh. Yeah, that's a bad win. Yeah, so, yeah. So I think I think Michigan needs to beat Rutgers on a neutral court, which I'm I'm not sure if they will do that. And then I think they also have to beat Purdue, which I I, I think they beat I think they beat Rutgers. I'm pretty confident in that one. So that means they probably kind of lose. Think, but I'm kind of fifty fifty. I do I do think Penn State. I think that they probably beat Illinois. Also, uh, prayers up to Jaden Apps. Hopefully. Hopefully he yeah, is for sure. recovering, and that's scary that he – it sounds like he collapsed in practice, or I don't know if he collapsed, like passed out or like collapsed and passed out because of his concussion, but he was out for the last two games. Um, we've seen with concussions it can take a while, so I'm assuming Jaden Epps probably isn't going to play in this game either against Penn State, which means even though Sky Clark's been gone for a while now, um, it's just a different Penn State roster or Illinois roster than what they had to start the year. You're out Sky Clark, you're out. Uh, Jaden Epps, and then you start 
RJ Melendez in his place, which I thought the RJ Melendez was going to be much better this season than he actually. Yeah, he's been a kind of a disappointment. I think most people had him on their list of like guys to make that jump, and he just never did. Yeah, Rutgers last four games. They lost by 15 at home to Michigan. They beat Penn State, but that was a game they were down by 16 at one point. They just had a huge comeback. Lost to Minnesota and lost by 12 to Northwestern at home. So they're not doing themselves any favors right now. That Minnesota loss, you know, I can't imagine losing to Minnesota. But ooh. yeah, I got no idea what that's like. Um, oh, couldn't 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 be me. Trying to see anything else on the bracket that I need to look at there. But yeah, there's. Let me think. Above Rutgers, Michigan, Penn State, seven, eight, nine, ten. Um, it is kind of it's Nebraska is such a funny team that they ended the season what nine and eleven in conference play, but they're like sixteen yeah. and fifteen. And like they will probably go to the NIT, and they're literally like they're above Ohio, they're above Ohio State, they're above Wisconsin. Yet I think their odds to win the Big Ten are like drastically worse than pretty much everybody's except Minnesota. And like they're not a, they're not bad. They're playing. No, I think, any, well I think right anybody. Now. I think anybody that's been paying attention to the full Big Ten would agree that Ohio State drawing Wisconsin over Nebraska is probably a good thing. Nebraska's playing some pretty good basketball, so. Um, I'm actually glad to avoid them. I think they beat Minnesota probably pretty handedly. And then, uh, I mean, from there, it's just kind of a crapshoot because they play Michigan, right? No, they'd play – who would they play if they won? Nebraska would play Maryland, which I think they could potentially, potentially they can win that beat game. Maryland. Yeah, they could win that game. Dante Scott in their biggest game of the season at one point. So they need to figure out what the hell is going on with him. But You're talking about the, you're talking about the odds earlier and saying maybe it's not the worst bet. So Penn State's odds to win this tournament are plus – 2500 so you put i guess 4000 so it's a little low you put five dollars down to win 130 um what's ohio state ohio state is plus six thousand yeah so i'll get that you put five down to win 305 but that you got purdue is plus 160 indiana plus 450 michigan state plus 600 uh, then it's Maryland, Northwestern, Illinois, Iowa. If any of these jump out at me, it's Iowa plus sixteen hundred. The way that they can score, yeah. I mean, Iowa is just—they're the example of this year of like inconsistent. They've scored amazing at times and beat some good teams, and they have the worst loss in the hit in like the last thirty years of college basketball. So, and again, yes, was that without Chris Murray? It was. Should that matter? God no. So they're going. I just want to see Fran Con. I want to see Fran hit at least a seven this week. He's been he's even pulling some new tricks out of the bag this year, like staring at the refs and shit. So, you know, a guy that old, you normally don't see new new. He he's normally stuck in his ways, but he's pulling out some. He's got some tricks up his sleeve. So I'm curious what he brings to Chicago. That was great restraint by the official to not to not throw him out because technically Fran he wasn't Fran. If if he would have thrown Fran out, I'm sure it would have been like. I don't know why he threw him out. I wasn't doing anything. I was just looking at him. But, like, he was I just – The official was still taking shit for, like, walking towards him. Like, even Holtman was like, well, he walked towards him. It's like, okay. He's, yeah, he walked past him to go where he was going so he didn't have to stand there and watch this lunatic stare at him like he was going to kill him for some ungodly reason because he's a lunatic. But at least, hey, it worked. That sparked their comeback against Michigan State. So credit to him. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. 
You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Well, yeah, I think that's enough with the tournament. We'll uh, we will reconvene. We'll reconvene in, uh, in in a week when we want to talk about the big tournament. But we got some. Um, yeah, we'll do a full, we'll do a full we'll do a full preview next week of the of the March Madness. Even though Ohio State likely will not be participating, we do have all Big Ten honors that were announced today. Only a couple of Ohio State players, um, but first team can run through them uh, again. It's not it's not going to be five guys per team because they do coaches and media. But first team was Terrence Shannon Jr. from Illinois, Jalen Pickett. Uh, Penn State, Chris Murray from Iowa. I'm not going to say the teams. People on teams. Trace Jackson Davis <laughs> and uh, Zach Eady. Um, those all those all check out to me. Um, second team was Jameer Young, Hunter Dickinson, Tyson Walker, Derek Walker, uh, Chase Audige, Boo Booey. I was a little I was a little surprised Derek Walker got second team. Um, and then third team uh, Matthew Meyer, Jalen Hutchifino, Kobe Bufkin, Jet Howard, and Cliff Amore. Um, honorable mention, there's uh, 60 of them. And I think as an honorable mention, just literally anybody else that got a vote for third team or better. Yeah. I think that's yeah. how it works. So yeah, I think, I think so was, as well. Honorable mention was uh, Zed Key, Bryce Sensabaugh, and Justice Suing all got votes. So they were um, honorable mention. Bryce Sensabaugh is on the all-freshman team. Um, shockingly, no Ohio State player was on the all-defensive team. <laughs> and uh, Jalen Huchifino, freshman of the year, over – Sensible. Yeah, I don't really have too many big thoughts about this, to be honest. I don't know. It's it's, it's hard to. The only thing I have a huge gripe on is that Jalen Pickett somehow a coach didn't vote in first team. That's ludicrous. But other than that, these awards are what they are. Um, it's interesting. Purdue like pretty much wiped the conference. Only has one guy on first team, second team, or third team. That's interesting. Shows shows kind of their depth, but also shows just how good Zach Eady is. Uh, how good Matt Painter's done this year. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I do think it's a little bit of a kind of funny thing of, like, I think a lot of people would say, like, Justice Suing didn't even deserve to be on the floor to end the season, and yet he's all Big Ten honorable mention. And then when you look at the numbers, it, he deserves it, absolutely. You could have probably made a third team case for him. So I think that was just a, a good example of maybe the expectations being very high for Justice Suing. And I'm not saying too high, because most people thought he should be first or second team coming into the year, but... So honorable mention is probably still a letdown, but it is funny to like, no, he should still be on the court. Like that's probably, and again, you know, people keep saying Zed Key doesn't belong in the Big Ten. He's honorable mention this year with missing half the games. So, um, and again, deservingly so. He's averaged 13 and eight. So um, I, I'm excited for next year. 
we'll just see what Zed Key can do. I'm excited to see kind of what uh, I think Bryce is probably 50-50 right now. Someone asked on Twitter what we think Bryce is, and I didn't really answer because I don't know, but um, I'd probably say he's like 50-50 to go. He's definitely going to declare for the draft and then watch the combine pretty heavy. But um, congrats to him for third team. We we know that he wasn't going to win freshman of the year. He was going to go to Jalen Shafino. That's just how, you know, it, it benefited Ohio State last year with Branham over McGowan, who probably had a better season, but his team sucked. This year, Ohio State didn't have a good year, so Jalen Shafino got the nod. That's kind of, at least they're consistent with that. But, um, yeah, I don't I don't have too many gripes with this. If you told me Bryce Sensabaugh would have been voted more rookie of the year votes than Jet Howard preseason, I would have been like, damn, that's pretty sweet. Malik Renault not even making the team is interesting. One of two five-stars, but... Checked out the mock drafts today, and there's not a single mock draft that has Bryce going any lower than 21 in the first round. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that's the case, he's gone. I mean, I just, yeah. I, so I, I yeah, I think he's gone. I think that uh, I think that Ohio State could be, man, they'd be obviously they'd be much better if he stayed next year. You put Bruce Thornton out there with uh, with him. I think Roddy Gale getting a whole year of experience, he'd be a lot better. I think that um, unless they go get a veteran like transfer forward, which I think is what they probably need to target basically to replace what Bryce was yeah. this year. I think they need to go get like a bigger forward in the transfer portal and not pers- not go after guys that are like to fill niche roles like he's been doing. Like, just go get one of the top 10 best players in the portal, one of the be- like 10 best scores in the portal. I th- like they need to do that for next year, but if not, then I think Devin Royal starts. Um, so that team could be really good if Bryce Sensabaugh comes back, but I don't, I don't believe he is coming back because pretty much every mock draft literally addresses that he is not a defender, he is not a shot creator for others. But if you want to go, if you want a guy that's going to average eighteen to twenty, probably as a rookie, there, here's your guy. He's not going to do a whole lot else yeah, for it. He's going to do that. I love him to death, man. But I just like. You go to the league, you're not shooting over Miller Cop, you're shooting over Paul George. You know, I I at, at what he is, he's a two or a three, right? You're shooting over Kawhi Leonard. Like, all right. I don't know, it'll be really interesting to see. But yeah, if he's top twenty, he's gone. I mean, I can't no one can fault him for that. Go get the bag. But uh um, also Chris Chris Collins was Big Ten coach of the year, which the only the only yeah, argument I mean, people have it online, mostly Purdue people, crazy, yeah. Rafael Davis, uh Robbie Hummel, notably. <laughs> I uh, thought it should be Matt Painter because they were picked fifth. They lost so much from last year, but uh, Chris Collins yeah. is a big time coach of the year. I mean, you can, you can, I think you can see either of those guys. I think Matt Painter's previous success is probably why he didn't win this. I mean, Chris Collins was literally coaching for his job and they finished second in the Big Ten. Did so. Chris Collins set up this award because he was so shitty at his job for the last five years? Yeah, this is the long game right here. That's what we're playing. He was like, I'm going to suck ass for like five years. But once the Ducks line up, I'm going to win Coach of the Year. This man is going to get Northwestern to the NCAA tournament once every five years, and he is going to get an extension every time he makes it. And win four Coach of the Year awards in his career. Yeah, he's literally he's a Hall of Fame. He made the NCAA tournament six years ago, and he somehow survived all the way till this point without making it again. And he is going to make it again this year, and he is getting an extension. Um, as of today, they're announcing an extension for Chris Collins. Like, oh, really? They did announce that? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not being sarcastic. Like, he missed the tournament for six years. I guess there's a COVID year, but it's been six calendar years since they're in the tournament. And he finally made it back this year. And like, you know what? 
extension. We love you. We're keeping you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good for him. I think you can make an argument for both. This is probably the biggest year ever I could have seen, like, co-coach of the year, but I don't really, like, I don't have a huge – Yeah, again, great. I, I can hope, see the case I for both Micah, of them. I hope so. Michael Shrewsbury got some votes too. I don't know if they do first, second, yeah. third place. I, I hope he got some votes, man. I think he'd be clearly third place. There's He's probably only three coaches you could argue outperformed their expectations, and those were the three, so – you got anything else to talk about with this tournament? No, I'm starting to die again, so this might be a good time to wrap it up a little bit. That'll do it for episode uh, 69. We will regroup and we will come back next week for episode 70. And by this time next week, barring a miracle, because nobody seated lower than 10 has ever won the Big Ten tournament. Barring a miracle, by this time next week, Ohio State's season will be over, and the Buckeyes will be done playing basketball for the year, but we will have a bracket that we will go through and fill out, which will be a good pick-me-up after Ohio State's done. So, And the Twitter won't be changing or anything. It's just Buckethead's LGHL. And then mine is at, uh, at Lamonts underscore Connor. Um, I will not be boots on the ground anymore this year obviously but now that i don't have to be there in person and face the coaches and the sid i'll probably start tweeting shit that's a little bit more ridiculous because nobody's gonna hold like there'll be no consequences since i have to see the coaches in person anymore all right thanks for listening this week um catch us next week have a great weekend go bucks